Hey y'all, Cece here, and guess what? We're back. Yes, for real, for real this time. Just so y'all know, I had some issues with the house we were living in. And by issues, I mean that six months after buying the place, a terrible hailstorm caused so much damage that it required all new siding. Well, my contractor found that there was no moisture barrier under the existing siding. So my kids and I had been living in a mold infested home. So we promptly moved like thieves in the night. Luckily, I was able to sell it back to the people I bought it from for almost the same price. But we had to live with my folks for about six months while I looked for a new house back in my hometown of Edmond. Go Huskies! So now I'm back living on my own. I finished remodeling the place and I'm ready to podcast again. So I hope there's some peeps out there that are excited for more Sooner State True Crime. As I launch this new season of the podcast, I've decided to change the format just a little bit. Instead of just straight telling y'all the story, I'm going to add a little bit more of my own commentary because I definitely have a lot to say, (laughs) obviously. But like I said, I'm going to try and bring a little bit of my personality into the storytelling. But I want to hear from you guys about what you think because obviously there's no point in making a podcast that listeners don't like. So you can always reach me at SoonerStateCrimePod at gmail.com, CrimeStatePod at gmail.com, and I'm on Facebook, Sooner State True Crime, Twitter, OK Crime State, Instagram, OK Crime State, and I will have another website up and running soon. So since I've teased new episodes in the past and didn't come through, we're going to jump right into today's story. This is part one of a two-part episode over the murder of Roger Wheeler. This is a super interesting story and has direct ties to the mob in Boston. So come away with me to Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 1980s for the murder of Roger Wheeler. Roger Milton Wheeler was born on February 27th, my son's birthday, 1926, in Boston, to parents Florence and Sidney Wheeler. Roger was raised in the middle-class suburbs of Boston in Reading, Massachusetts, and graduated from Reading High School in 1943. During his high school years, Roger embarked on several business adventures, which included a neighborhood newspaper and stamp collecting service. He even started the Reading Wood Company and used a truck bought on credit to ship the products from Vermont to Reading for resale. After graduating from high school, Wheeler served in the United States Navy Reserve and attended Notre Dame, MIT, and Rice University. In 1946, Wheeler graduated from Rice with a bachelor's degree in engineering. After he graduated from college, Wheeler took a job in Texas with Gulf Oil and Standard Oil for a short period until the end of 1946 when he moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wheeler worked for a company that produced anodes for use in the petroleum industry. In 1949, he started his own anode production company named Standard Magnesium and Chemical. Fifteen years later, Wheeler sold the business for $10 million, which is $70 million in today's world. In the middle of the 1960s, Wheeler and an investment group purchased the Texla Corporation. 
the company made hearing aids, speakers, and other sound equipment. Wheeler became the largest shareholder and served as the company chairman and the chief executive officer. Under his leadership, Tesla expanded to manufacture computer accessories such as printers and tape drives. Eventually, Tesla employed about 5,000 people in the Tulsa area, and Wheeler was a multimillionaire. In his personal life, Wheeler was married to Patricia Jane Wilson in 1946, and the couple had five children together and were married until Roger's murder in 1981. The family were devout Presbyterians, which is what I grew up as, and my grandpa even started a Presbyterian church in my hometown. So by 1978, Wheeler had bought the World JLI Company near Miami, Florida for $50 million. JLI is a fast-paced sport that's played by propelling a rubber ball against a wall at high speeds using a handheld curved basket called a cesta. The sport was also very popular with organized crime due to the ease of fixing the matches. When Roger Wheeler purchased the company, he was unaware that a gang of criminals from his hometown of Boston had been skimming money from the operation. Gambling was also a large part of the JLI scene, which Wheeler saw as a money-making opportunity. Little did he know, this money-making venture would prove deadly. By the mid-1970s, Roger Wheeler was a very successful businessman in Tulsa, Oklahoma. As the founder and board director for the Tesla Corporation, Wheeler employed around 5,000 people in and around Tulsa. However, Wheeler also became involved in the fast-paced sport of JLI. In 1978, Wheeler purchased the World JLI Company based in Miami, Florida. JLI involves propelling a rubber ball against a wall at high speeds using a curved wicker basket called a cesta. Kind of sounds dumb. Under Wheeler, the World JLI Company was losing money and constantly operating at a loss and he wanted to find out why. The sport is popular among mobsters due to the ease of which matches can be fixed. Wheeler was unaware that when he bought the company, the notorious Winter Hill Gang from Boston had been skimming millions of dollars from the operation. Roger Wheeler did eventually send his son, David, a computer engineer, to Florida to investigate the JA company. The company's president, John Callahan, and two FBI agents, Paul Rico and John Connolly, were just a few of the people involved with skimming from the business, and they were not too happy when Wheeler's son started poking around. These concerns were eventually expressed to the notorious Winter Hill Gang boss, Whitey Bulger. World JLI President Callahan requested a hit be placed on Roger Wheeler and Whitey Bulger agreed it was necessary, and he approved this request. The gangsters selected a man named Johnny Monteraro to carry out the hit for $50,000. Monterano teamed up with a man named Joe McDonald, and the pair flew to Tulsa from Florida a few days before the murder. 
The men had a handgun and a machine gun shipped to them from Boston to Tulsa via a Greyhound bus. The pair stayed at the shabby Tradewinds Hotel at 51st and Peoria in Tulsa, and they started to learn Wheeler's daily routine. In the months leading up to his murder, Mr. Wheeler had become aware that his life was in danger. Just a few weeks before the hit, Wheeler had his pilot search his Learjet for a bomb or any signs of sabotage, and then had the pilot make a test flight before Wheeler would board the plane with his wife. He also started to carry a gun in his car. Unfortunately, this gun was located in the trunk of Wheeler's car after the murder. So on May 27, 1981, Roger Wheeler was playing his normal Wednesday round of golf at the Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa. Mr. Wheeler finished the game and headed to take a shower around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Close to 30 minutes later, Wheeler began walking towards his black Cadillac Fleetwood, holding a golf club which he parked close to the country club pool. Mr. Wheeler opened the door and sat down on the driver's side seat before he was shot in the head, square between his eyes. Shortly after Wheeler sat in his car, a man approached with a 38 caliber revolver and shot Wheeler in the face at point-blank range. Roger did struggle with the killer based on abrasions and soot deposits later located during his autopsy. The gun barrel was so close to Mr. Wheeler's face that no powder burns were inflicted. However, the blast shattered his eyeglasses, which left fragments embedded in his eye. After the first shot, the gun fell apart and live rounds spilled out next to the car. The men were using a stolen getaway car, which was dumped shortly after the shooting, and the two men returned to their hotel in another rented car. Once the men were back in their room, they sawed the revolver in half and dumped the pieces in the Arkansas River near 51st Street and Riverside Drive in Tulsa. The men repackaged the machine gun and sent it back to Boston. The 55-year-old Wheeler was a millionaire at the time of his murder and still the chairman of the board for the Tesla Corporation. He was carrying $996 in cash an expensive wristwatch, and eight different credit cards when he was gunned down, but the killers left all of them on the victim. Witnesses from the country club described the shooter as bearded and beefy men who left the scene in a getaway car. Okay, y'all, that's part one of the murder of Roger Wheeler in episode one of our true third season of Sooner State True Crime. This sure is a good one. And you guys just have to wait a whole week for the conclusion, but it's gonna be totally worth it. So as always, I need your support to produce the podcast. So please donate anything you can at paypal.me slash crimestate. Or you can always subscribe to the podcast as I will be producing extra episodes, interviews, and all sorts of fun stuff for subscribers this time around. And early ones get a little discount. Yay! So I want to hear y'all's feedback and anything else you have to say, especially since it's been a while. So please shoot me an email at SoonerStateCrimePod at gmail.com, CrimeStatePod at gmail.com, 
I'm on Facebook, Sooner State True Crime, Twitter at OK Crime State, Instagram at OK Crime State, and let me know what y'all think about the change in format, although it's not too drastic. But I always want to know your comments, case suggestions, and anything else. Obviously, I make this podcast for myself in many ways, but I wouldn't do it if there wasn't anyone out there listening. So, I would appreciate any five-star reviews on Apple, Spotify, or any donation. And every single donation receives a handwritten thank you card for me sent in a snail mail. And I'll give y'all a shout out on the episodes. So, guess what? The more y'all donate, the less ads we're going to (laughs) have. And I just want to let y'all know it feels great to be back with you guys. And I can't wait to take this third season of my podcast to a whole new level. So please tell all your friends, your family, your coworkers, your dog, whoever, to subscribe to Sooner State True Crime in Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you use. And we'll be back in one week with the conclusion of this crazy mobster Roger Wheeler story. Love y'all. Listen in a week.